This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Philip Malloy is here, uh, where he's been uh, almost sitting in the same seat now for the last 13 years. <laughs> Philip, welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Uh, your humour in 13 years has got worse. You've become more uh, eras- irascible. yeah, irascible. Uh, yeah, is that the word? Anyway, listen, um, when are the um, Academy Award nominations coming Academy out? Academy Award nominations will be middle of January, and then the actual awards towards the end of February. All right. What they've been doing in recent years is bringing it back and back and now, now it's as pretty much as early as they can make it you know All because right. what you do is um, in order to qualify you have to release I think it is in two cities in the United States before in the a- end of the previous year. Alright yeah. okay got it um, your your friend uh, Mr Cumberbatch will he be in them? I'm sure he'll be in there Or yeah, which yeah. movie? Well, it has to be for the imitation game. I think that's, what a load that's, of easily, that's, that's easily the best performance I think that he's given in his cinema career. I was reading a really distinguished. You're, going, you're film not going to tell me you're, you're someone like Gill or someone like that or someone well, from the the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> Somebody oh, like God's sake, Somebody George. like that. Oh, yeah. would you stop bringing us down, will you? Someone like that, and they said, "One, your man Cumberbatch can only play nerds. He can't play heroes." Who's or, this? Sunday Times film critic. Oh, God. All right. A woman. A woman. Yeah. Uh, that's number one. Your man Cumberbatch is rubbish. He can only play nerds. The second thing is an absolute rubbish These movie. are... I, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand these people. Well, let me finish. As I said to you before, there are people who don't like cinema, okay? And they actually go out of their way to find fault. They actually do. They twist a movie upside down and look at its innards and all kinds of Apparently, stuff. Apparently, in this, like, there's no... There's, the whole homosexuality I, I would suggest that the movie is far too subtle, far too well made, far too accomplished for a critic like that, whoever she was or he was. All right, well, I'm definitely going to it now. <laughs> I mean, I, I was kind of hesitant. Right, go but now I'm definitely Let's going. Let's not pull our punches. Yeah, I'm right. definitely going. Now, I'm going to the pictures tonight, yeah. says Barry. Hmm. Narrowed down my options to Fury or Gone Girl or 71. Well, I absolutely loved 71. 71 is actually set in Belfast in the area of the Divis Flats in 1971. And it's about this uh, young English officer. I think he's from Derbyshire, Derbyshire or somewhere like that, who's on, um, he's, he's in the north for the first time. And he's, uh, his, his unit are called out to react basically to, to, to quell a riot. And he gets cut off then from the rest of the unit. And it's a kind of an odyssey. It's about him basically then trying to find his way back to barracks through this hostile style nighttime uh, city that he basically knows nothing about. Really well done. Really well done. Uh, I was watching thing in in that's interesting because usually these are war films. And I, I, the, the fellas are behind enemy lines trying to get yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That yeah, would but, happen but, in but, the but, city. Well, well, yeah, and absolutely one of the interesting things about it as well, it actually hits off seven or eight of the sort of issues that people you know who have taken an interest in the north over the years would know and understand, and that tends to add sort of credibility uh, to, right. to to, to okay. the overall storyline. But uh, anyway, that's just him, and it, it's it's. Stars a young actor, a really hot young actor called Jack O'Connell, whom we'll have on the picture show in December. Jack O'Connell is Irish, no? 
No, he's not. Actually, All right. he's not. He's not. Now, but, it, but it was just leaving out Fury for the. I actually like Gone Girl as well. So, um, right, uh, this lady um, who doesn't like, uh, uh, yeah, who hates the cinema. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, she said the Holmes man is the best Western since Unforgiven. Oh, there you go. Um, Is it? I, I think it's a, f- a first-class Western. I think it's a superb Western. Uh, it, it opens, by the way, on uh, on Friday. And it's basically, it's it's a journey story about two outsiders, this God-fearing um, farming woman and a rascally claim jumper played by Tommy Lee Jones, who also co-wrote and directs the movie. And they undertake to accompany three women across the kind of trackless prairie between Nebraska and the relative, I suppose, relative civilization of the Missouri River and Iowa and it's all set in the 1850s the women basically they've snapped and uh, they're chained inside a wagon there's a trio they're a trio of frontier wives and mothers driven insane by the hardship disease and loneliness of an unforgiving windswept um, wilderness it's very uh, you know the way generally speaking with these frontier movies what you get is um, men mostly um, uh, taking on on the frontier, basically, you know, uh, you know, measuring up to and, yeah. and and overcoming the frontier and the demands of the frontier. This goes the opposite way. It's a kind of anti-Western. Well, the, the thing about it, when you, you know, women must uh, of that yeah. time had her. Yeah. And, and and actually, George, just to say yeah. that that makes this thing so much more realistic. It, yes, uh, 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 yeah. a more realistic approach. Yeah. To Your the, to favorite director, John Ford, yeah. I always thought did very well by the women of the movies he made of the era. I think he he very much kind of got the the kind of role they played in the West. The other thing that that did, which lives to this very day in America, was they had to shop by mail order. So they'd get stuff from Chicago or whatever. These and actually, the relationships between men and women um, in this, they seem much more sort of pragmatic, you know? They're not romanticized uh, yes. in the way that you generally get. And and it works. Uh, all of it uh, works. Okay, but like J.L. Bean and all these guys, his companies are still Judge Roy Bean. Yeah, no, J.L. Bean is the, the one of these mail order companies. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they still survive since the frontier days. Yeah. In Just, fact, J.L. Bean's quite interesting. He would always take his boots back. Right. So, like, you would have worn them for about five years and they send them back and say, I'm not happy. Yeah. And send you a new pair. Well, uh, just to say as well, th- this is based on a book by a guy called Glendon Swartout. And Glendon Swartout uh, wrote The Shootist. And as you know, The Shootist was the last movie that John Wayne made. And uh, Swartout uh, actually, uh, he wrote this, I think it was in the the 60s, he wrote The, shoot- the Homes man. And Paul Newman, for example, he owned the rights of it for years and years and desperately wanted to make it and couldn't get it made. And eventually Tommy Lee Jones has made it with French money, French backing. All right. So, okay. um, Listen, talking yeah. westerns yeah. and your love of lists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, go on. Yeah. Okay, do you want me to have my ten best westerns? Quick ten. Okay, uh, number one, I'll put Rio Bravo because you expect oh, me to put so the searchers. Okay, the searchers Rio Bravo is number one. The Searchers is number two. I'll talk about it in a minute if you want. Searchers is number two. Outlaw Josie Wales. I I love the Outlaw Josie Wales. And I think it's better than Unforgiven. And I think it's Clint Eastwood's best Western. Um, uh, Red River, number four. Five, number five, I put Winchester 73. Great Anthony Mann 
Grand Western with uh, with Stuart. Um, uh, Stuart who? Uh, James Stuart. Uh, number six, then I put the Wild Bunch. Great, great, good, fascinating. And it gets better and better with each passing year. Uh, number seven, I'll put a small Western called Comanche Station. Uh, who was uh, that? Randolph Scott? Randolph Scott. Randolph Scott, yes. Do you remember Randolph Scott? I remember Randall, Randall Scott through all through the fifties. In, in he 19, was a song and dance man. In in 1951, I think he released five little westerns with Bud and, Butcher. With for God's sake, you know, what am I dealing with? What am I dealing with here? Bud Bettiker. All right, but Bud, 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 Bud Bettiker. Okay, no, he had a company. Me. He had a co- okay. This was a cycle of westerns called the Randall Cycle, and the, the, that that name came from Randall Scott and his partner, a fellow called a producer called Harry Joe Brown, and they made him. Right. And they were mostly directed by, uh, as yeah. you say, now Bud you Bettiker. always claimed of grown up as a child with movies. Yeah. One of the great things about growing up as a child with the movies was mispronouncing. Names. Yes. And in fact, the great Hugh Leonard and the Mammy, uh, she, Anna Manna, and the great Abby yes. actress, used to always talk about Randolph Scott. Randolph and Scott. we used to talk about Bud Butcher. So Bud Butcher. But you didn't know Bud Butcher at that stage, did of you? Yes, I did. I now, knew everything about movies. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, the, 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 also on the list, I put Shane, I put Alzana's Raid, which I love, and Once Upon a Time in the West. So there you go. Why? This faction for Rio Bravo. I because, don't get be, that. Because it's just a great, great movie. It's a great movie. Was everything, this the one with Ricky Nelson? Yes. Everything about it works, George. And you were asking me last week, I don't know whether it was on or off air, you were asking me, you, you had been reading, you, you have a house full of John Wayne books, apparently, and you were reading the, the, these two I think two books was it and uh, you, we were talking about the way he looked at that stage of his yeah. life okay this was 1962 and it was before he had developed that paunch and uh, uh, and before basically drink had sort of uh, ravaged his face uh, but uh, and he looks and you know the way that graceful way that he walks and moves John and, Ford said and, he walked like a, I, a, I don't like care a, what John Ford said okay um, I Jean-Luc Goddard who was the I think it was a Maoist French um, uh, filmmaker from the French New Wave. He said he disagreed with everything about Wayne's politics, but when he saw him on screen, he fell in love with him. You know, yeah. and I, I, I'd agree, I think that. But John true. Wayne actually was an alcoholic by any criteria. They were all alcoholics. Himself, yeah, Ward Bond, any, any, Yeah, but anyone, anyone associated with Ford at that time was probably... Probably an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, and he used to go off on, on one of these boats out yeah. off Catalina Island off the yeah. Yeah, California coast and they drink and drink and drink. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's move along. Well, I just I, a few movies. I think you're yeah. giving a hard time to yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, you're giving a hard time. I think to uh, a movie which, in a way, changed westerns. Yeah. which was the first of the Clint Eastwood movies. Fistful of Dollars was that the first one? Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was a, that's an a, Italian western. Yeah, but it was a, it was a it was a, a, a change of the whole western genre. Well, okay, it was a change to the extent that it brought. Sergio Leone to the yes. fore, okay? Yes. And Leone, uh, who's Once Upon a Time in the West, I've just yes. mentioned that. Once and Upon a Time in the West is a far a better movie 
than okay. any of the three dollars movies that were made by Clint okay. Eastwood. Okay, right. so another he's covered one, there. Another one famous for uh, the adulterous relationship between Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. How could you leave High Noon out, for instance? Well, I, I, okay, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm an anti-High Noon Western fan. I have to say, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. All right. Next and, and, and we talked about Rio Bravo, and Rio Bravo, uh, the, the director of Rio Bravo, hated High Noon, and he saw Rio Bravo as an answer to High Noon. All right. So but what about Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, Frankie Lane, one of the great <laughs> No, soundtrack. it wasn't Frankie Lane. It was Tex Ritter. For well, God's same thing. Anyway, look, it was one of the great uh, soundtracks. Yeah. And yeah. what about the one, you mentioned Anthony Mann, what about the one with uh, Corinne Calvé, uh, the great French actress, she was uh, Jean, I love the way women <laughs> say Vera that. Vera Cruz, is that what you no, 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 the one where, where uh, Jimmy Stewart had been hanged and he had the, he had the, um, the mark the of the... man from Laramie. No, he had the rope on his neck. Jimmy and, Stewart. James Stewart, he was up in the mountains of Canada and uh, all that. Do you know what Oh, I yes, that? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a but wonderful... But you're, you're mixing people up here now. For God's sake, you do this Are you week. telling me Corinne Calvay wasn't there? No, okay, okay. Corinne Calvay was quite... She, I, I, she had that accent that you're talking about. She had that accent. Yes, yes, okay. All right. Okay. And we have a lot to get through, you know, and we're, we're not <laughs> moving at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, what about who shot Liberty Valance? Uh, Trish. Yes. You, Liam Mayo can't believe you left out Butch and Sundance. No unforgiven, ludicrous, says somebody. <laughs> and Paul agrees with me. The spaghetti westerns. Yeah. The Magnificent Seven, finally. Uh, Making County Waterford. That's, that's a burst from the producer there. Now, I was talking, you're always going on about the people you interview. I interviewed Robert Vaughan about yes. the Magnificent Everybody Seven. knows that. The whole station knows about that yeah. because you never stop talking about yeah. it. He's and the only one left. He was in that series, Hustle, recently, the BBC And he series. said that they didn't know what movie they were making. They would only get a script every day. They yeah. had no idea until the film was over what it actually was. They had to see it to find out what they were doing. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don Siegel, was it, no? Don Siegel made it? No, John Sturgis. Same thing. Oh, John Sturgis! Same thing. He made it. What POW movie did he make? The, the Great Escape. I knew I was close. <laughs> Okay. Also opening this weekend, yeah. uh, uh, we should we should we should say um, is is uh, there's okay there's a oh yeah the, the Hunger Games no well the Hunger Games is opening as well as well but Hunger Games is is, is uh, made by Lionsgate and Lionsgate for some reason doesn't have uh, press showings in this country so I haven't seen it yet it'll be out tomorrow and I'll be reviewing it on the picture show um, at the weekend right. now, I'm there's, interested there's, there's, in this Bozeman fella okay he's uh, Bozeman the, the, that you're talking about is a he's, a he's an African American actor he's very very talented he made um, a film called 42 which was released last year and basically 42 was the story of Jackie Robinson who was the, I, I the, the, was legendary, the legendary baseball player and for some reason again Warner Brothers decided now 
it, it, historically, uh, baseball movies haven't actually travelled well outside the All United right. States. Okay. And they decided not to release 42. I've actually seen it on DVD. But anyway, he was in, in that, he was, he was, a, he, he was very much a guy who was kind of suppressing his pride and bottling up his anger at the way, uh, black people were treated in the United States at that, that time. That's the way Jackie Robinson was portrayed in 42. Now, uh, this actor that you're talking about, Chadwick Boseman, he's made a movie called Get On Up and and Get On Up basically is about the another American icon, the father of soul, James Brown, and everything he wasn't allowed to do um, in 42, he does in this. It's a, this movie is a functioning definition, I think, of charisma and presence. He so plays, you like it? Yeah, I, 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 I'll tell you, I absolutely loved Bozeman's performance. But what it does, George, is it hopscotches kind of around the place and tries to stuff too much in. Okay. And, and what you get then is you get his child childhood, the abandonment by his parents, uh, an, eventual, uh, an eventful trip to um, uh, Vietnam, his period in prison, and his turbulent relationship then with members of the band. And uh, I, I think it's too long. Uh, they tried to stuff too much into it, but it's worth seeing for Bozeman's performance. All right. Now, of course, I, don't like, I wouldn't like the music. I didn't like the music of yeah. James Brown. Um, then there's, a, uh, there's a, a home invasion thriller called uh, No Good Deed that has... Uh, uh, Idris Elba in it and uh, it's fairly predictable fairly kind of straightforward but there's there's one gone into the IFI called Mary is Happy Mary is Happy and this George this is a really unusual sort of coming of age story and it's based on 410 consecutive Twitter updates in the account of this uh, this Thai schoolgirl. now the kind of combination of the Twitter entries and the subtitles might be a little distracting for people but the, uh, but the, the personality of the characters comes across and I think it holds our interest, interest all through. It's, it's a nice movie I have to say. So Now could I, I've, I've, I've told these people I'm going to mention this so I better do You've do told these people? people I, I'm, I'm going to come to that. The annual Carte Noir French Film Festival, it begins at the Irish Film Institute in Dublin at 8 o'clock tonight and the main programme will cover 18 features, practically all of them 2014 releases and all new to this country. Uh, there's an emerging director section in the programme a focus on a filmmaker called Pascal Ferrand and a French New Wave program. I'm really looking forward to this after seeing myself. This includes movies by Francois Truffaut, Jean-Luc Goddard and Eric Romer and there's this meltwatering documentary about the relationship which was quite tur- turbulent as well between um, uh, Truffaut and Goddard and it's called Two in the Wave and uh, tonight's uh, opening starts with a film called Girl for, uh, Girlhood and it features, it's, it's, it's a Feature by Cecile Schiama, and it's about four black girls living in the tower blocks of Paris. Oh, no, hold a while now. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie. It seems on the basis yes. of the script. It's, it's in there because because I figured you'd consider it. Yeah, diplomacy, yeah. which yes. is about why Hitler yes. that he was going to yes. uh, reduce yeah. Paris to yeah. rabble. Yeah. Then, is that where the famous "is Paris burning" phrase comes from? Uh, yeah, well, but his Paris burning is very much about the resistance. Yeah. Uh, in the in the, the, the yeah. saving of Paris. Then anyway, this I, I, but just to, just to say, um, it, it's it's based on a stage play, and it's about Hitler's pronouncement in 1944 that if Paris fell into the, uh, into enemy hands, it would only be as a field of rubble. Yeah, because the, the German commander surrendered and declared it an open city. Yeah. Uh, but there's a George Simenon story. Yes, that'll be interesting because what was his famous. Detective. 
Help me out, yes, here. yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he used to pull smoke a pipe. Yes, that's him. Actually, Richard Harris played him at one stage. Um, I'll think of it in a sec. Yeah, but uh, so and, I'd be really and, interested. And, and in anyway, that. it's it's it, he has um, the, the, his one that you're talking about is called the Blue Room, and it's a story. Uh, it's it's uh, it stars Matthew Amalric. Now he's a, a French actor who is actually going to be on the picture show uh, this weekend. He was the villain in Quantum of Solace. Remember the yeah? The, okay, and he was in the he was he's been in uh, loads. Not of that movies. Quantum of Solace was very uh, no, memorable. No, it wasn't. But he was memorable. And he's, he's all right. Uh, he was in Diving Bell and the Butterfly, and he was in the Grand Budapest Hotel recently, and he was also in Steven Spielberg's Munich. So he's a he's a fine okay. actor. Well, if you if you like film, French film always excites, yeah, and you've and got I, the Irish film institute. Okay, just to say, you can book at www.ifi.ie slash Frenchfest. Okay? All right, so, okay. It yeah. runs until the thirtieth. We're going to take a break. And we'll move into the break with your traditional now uh, quiz question. Who is the character and who is the actor playing him in, in this clip? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? We have a winner, have we? Oh, we have a winner. Okay. okay, it's, of course, it's Jack Nicholson as the Joker in Tim Burton's first Batman movie um, in 1989. And Bob Kane, who is the creator of Batman, as he created Batman in the comic books, he's supposed to have recommended Nicholson for the role. And it made him one of the highest paid actors in the history of movies. He received a basic fee of $6 million. But then he had a percentage and the whole thing uh, actually, uh, oh, he, he accumulated about $50 million from the whole deal. Now, a lot of people got the actor but had difficulty with the movie. So we had The Shining, we had A Few Good Men, we had all that sort of stuff. But Paddy in Navin is the winner of Netflix subscription. There was an article in, in the Sunday Independent, uh, was it, or the Sundays? One of the Sundays. Angelica Houston writing about being married to Nicholson. She was never married to him. Well, she was with him. Yeah, she was. It wasn't very pleasant for the poor woman. No, no. He was a serial womanizer. Yeah. And and she wasn't happy. Yeah. Who could blame her? No. But your, her dad was a serial womanizer. She must have been used he, to it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he was... He was one of the great God, womanizers. Yeah, one of the great womanizers. He said, this would be interesting for some of our male listeners, he said, deny, 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 no matter what it looks like. Deny. Yeah. Okay, we're getting loads of questions. In, in, on cowboys. In, yeah, on cowboys and other things. Right. Have either of you seen Letters from Iwo Jima? War movie. Yeah, by Clint Eastwood. And uh, I loved it, uh, I have to say. I think it's superb, but one of Eastwood's best. That's from Andy and Kevin. Cumberbatch was uh, was a better can than the original can in Star Trek, lads. Brilliant action character. That's Bren in Virginia. Who played him in the Who played can in the original? I've no idea. Ricardo Montalban. Really? Remember Ricardo Montalban? Yeah. Great, great, if we, great, great. If we had time, I'd tell you about Kamala Long. Yeah, oh, I love these. I love these. Kamala Long is the Sunday Times critic. She she goes into every review from a default of negativity. A bit like AA. That's your pal Milne, who does the same with TV. I tend to take bad reviews from them as an endorsement. That's Matt in this. Uh, George is talking about Kamala Long. She always, she's always very dour about movies. She also said Judy Dench was terrible in Philomena and not uh, at all like a, an Irish mammy. I, I agree with you guys. I, I right. totally agree now, with you. Uh, listen. Yeah. Martin must know is there's series three of House of Cards. 
there is a serious trend. But I agree with them. House of Cards it, it, 2 was It deteriorated in, in 2. Right. And speaking of series 3, Bracco, the French drama? No, there isn't as far as I know. I it, really it, enjoyed it, it, that. It was very good. I remember it, you talking about it. I remember it you was, raving about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, 75th anniversary of uh, the, of the Judy Garland and Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, it's been out in the cinema uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it was uh, it was in the IMAX up in okay. uh, in Here's one which is on on the uh, from John and Limerick about great cowboys. Yeah, drums along the Mohawk. Oh, that's a Ford Western. That's another With, Ford Western. Uh, Henry, Henry Fonda, Fonda yeah. a very young Henry. He was Fonda. Yeah, very slight actually. And yeah. who was the woman? Uh, it was oh what the hell was her name she was in It Happened One Night remember It Happened One Night oh yeah, yeah that's with her. Clark Gable that's her yeah that's her uh, yeah yeah that's yeah. her okay but the other May one May Gray by the way we should have said a while ago was the detective the French yes, detective played that by a great fellow Rupert Davies in yes the in the BBC version there was a, here's another one which I saw for fourpence now you only you have to be a certain age to know what fourpence was <laughs> in the Imperial Cinema in Cork where they said you went in uh, walking and you came out crawling in other words fleas and it was a fantastic movie with Spencer Tracy Robert Young uh, he played the Harvard man do you, you remember? Yeah you've asked me about this before yeah yeah. Uh, what was it called? Now this was the one uh, that was set in Unconquered uh, Unconquered mm. No Unconquered no, it wasn't Unconquered Cooper. You know, Unconquered uh, that was a Cecil B. DeMille movie Yeah no what was it called? And and your man, it was based on truth. Then. Yeah, they were all done out in buckskins, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he said, your man, Harvard man, we're yeah. going to walk to places. Yeah, yeah, okay, let's seen. get another few of these answers yeah, in. Okay, yeah, well, you were Claudette talking. Claudette Colbert. Claudette Colbert, yeah, we have to. There, there's one. Look, remember Catherine Hepburn and John Wayne in McClintock? No, Maureen O'Hara. <laughs> John Wayne and Catherine Hepburn. Maureen O'Hara. She did her own scripts. Yeah. Even no, what, they've done, did... what this, this man has done is he's, he's mixed it up with Rooster Cogburn. Rooster Cogburn had Catherine Hepburn and John Wayne, remember? Yeah, but remember Rooster Cogburn, which was the sequel to True Grit. I do. Okay, I do. well that's what they're mixing yeah. up. Silverado. Now there's one you should have thought. Yeah, it was a kind of a mixed up western, I'd say. Uh, I didn't like John Cleese in it. No, as a sheriff, you played Try a, a bad one sheriff. One movie, one cowboy actor, because he wore the same hat in all of them. I think we got to fit him in Stand there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Three Tenth of Humor. Probably. Oh, he was great as he was great as the villain in Three Tenth of Humor, yeah. and uh, he should have played more of those kind of roles. I think. You know? Yeah. Thanks for listening to this News Talk One Hundred Six to One Hundred Eight podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.